The message today is called, Can You See Jesus? There are many people today who do not believe in Jesus. They say, how can you believe in a God that you cannot see? My response is, you can only see what you look for. If you look for disagreement, betrayal, despair, and negativity, you will have no problem finding it in the world today. Conversely, if you intentionally look for understanding, forgiveness, compassion, hope, and grace, it's all over the place as well, if that is what you are seeking. The same is true for Jesus. If you look for doubts and excuses and reasons backed by man's faulty logic and limited perspective, you will come to the conclusion that God does not exist. In fact, you will be following in the footsteps of the Pharisees who walked alongside and even conversed with Jesus face to face. But because they were not looking for their Messiah with all the prophecy that was given to them, they could not see Him. Yet I declare to you today that Jesus is all around if you are truly looking for Him. He hasn't gone anywhere. In fact, He has always been around. Everything God did in the Old Testament served to point us to Jesus Christ, the Messiah. If you are intentionally looking for Jesus, you will find Him all around, in all situations and in all events. The Israelites carried one of the greatest prophetic types of Jesus with them wherever they went. The Ark of the Covenant. This is what we will study today. Everything about the Ark of the Covenant was symbolic of the Messiah. In Exodus 25, verse 10, we begin our study there. It says, And they shall make an ark of acacia wood. Two and a half cubits shall be its length, a cubit and a half its width, and a cubit and a half its height. You see, first of all, the ark would be made of wood. Why wood? Because wood indicated that the Messiah would be human. Wood, after all, was a living thing. Okay? So the Messiah would be human. That's the first prophecy of Jesus Christ. Yet the people in Jesus' time could not see Him as God citing the fact that he was merely the carpenter's son. Do you remember when he went to his hometown of Nazareth, they said, wait a minute, you're just a carpenter's son. You grew up with us. He couldn't possibly be the Messiah from their perspective that ignored prophecy. Exodus 25, verse 11. And you shall overlay it with pure gold. And, and you shall... As you overlay it, you shall make on it a molding of gold all around. Okay? Inside and out, overlay it with gold. The ark was overlaid with gold, signifying that although the Messiah would be human, he would also be divine. This hypostatic union of being fully God and fully man. That was the prophecy for Jesus Christ. Jesus came to the earth as God in the flesh. He even proclaimed it plainly. And for those who had known the prophecy and were looking for the Messiah, it should have been obvious. But they missed it. In John 10.30, Jesus resolutely stated, I and My Father are one. 
For those who allowed God to speak to them through prophecy, they were open to God's ways. But to those who let their reasoning only pass through a human filter first instead of God's, they could not see Jesus. The same is true today. If all of life's happenings only pass through your limited human perspective without inviting the Holy Spirit in to open the eyes of your understanding, then you will be blinded to the truth that is virtually all around you. Can you see Jesus? Exodus 25, verse 16. And you shall put into the ark of testimony the the testimony which I will give you. See, the ark contained three objects. The first were the tablets of stone, which were engraved with the Ten Commandments. The second was a pot of manna. Remember the living bread that came down from heaven, from God, that fed them while they were in the wilderness. And the third was Aaron's rod that budded when he cast his rod on the ground and it started to bud almond blooms. The tablets signify that the Messiah had the law of God in his heart. Matthew 5.17, Jesus said to them, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Jesus came to fulfill the law. He came to fulfill the prophecy that was given about Him. He fulfilled the law perfectly because He was the only one who could. Both His sinless life and His selfless death served to fulfill the requirements of the law and perfectly atoned for our sins once and for all. The manna inside the ark meant that the Messiah would be the bread of life. Some of you are familiar with the I Am statements of Jesus, the things He said. The very first I Am He said was in John 6.35. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to Me shall never hunger, and he who believes in Me shall never thirst. Just as the manna was the bread of life to the Israelites through all their years in the wilderness, Jesus came to be our bread of life, giving us our daily bread that we ask for each day, or what we need each and every day if we are willing to seek Him and believe. But, Many people still refuse to believe. As Jesus stated clearly in this next verse, John 6.36, But I said to you that you have seen Me, and yet you do not believe. What did they see? They saw a man, like a lot of religions describe him today. They saw a storyteller. They saw a teacher. They saw one who could gather crowds. They saw one with great charisma. But they could not see Him as their Messiah. Can you see Jesus? Also in the ark was the rod with blossoms. This was a prophecy that the Messiah would rise from the dead. John 11, 25 and 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in Me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in Me shall never die. Do you believe this? His glorious resurrection is what gives us victory over sin. It's what gives us grace instead of condemnation. 
and the power to live a life for Him. Can you see Jesus? Exodus 25, verse 17. You shall make a mercy seat of pure gold. Two and a half cubits shall be its length and a cubit and a half its width. Verse 21. You shall put the mercy seat on top of the ark. And in the ark you shall put the testimony that I will give you. The lid of the ark was called the mercy seat. Once a year the high priest sprinkled blood on the mercy seat to atone for the sins of Israel. The mercy seat pointed to the fact that through the work of the Messiah, the mercy of God would cover the law. The blood foreshadowed the fact that the Messiah would have to shed His own blood to atone for our sins. Jesus fulfilled every prophetic type of the ark as the ark held the very presence of God. Exodus 25, verse 22. And there I will meet you, and I will speak with you from above the mercy seat from between the two cherubim which are on the ark of the testimony, about everything which I will give you in commandment to the children of Israel. The Lord met them right there, speaking to them from above the mercy seat. Remember, the mercy of God covers the law of God. The ark of the covenant was a complete prophetic symbol of the Messiah. Can you see Jesus? You don't have to just go to the Gospels to find Jesus. He was all the way through the whole history. God continually pointed us to Jesus in everything He did, in every story, in every prophetic type. Can you see Jesus? He shed His blood on the cross, atoning for our sins and covering the law with His perfect grace. Romans 3 kind of summarizes this. Romans 3.21 But now the righteousness of God, apart from the law, is revealed. How? It is revealed in Jesus Christ. Being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe, for there is no difference. You see, we don't achieve righteousness on our own. We achieve righteousness by believing in Jesus, what He did for us. But it's available to all who believe. Verse 23, For all have sinned, and all fall short of the glory of God. No one can get to heaven on their own by their good deeds or what they have done. All of us fall short of the grace of God because we are all sinners. Verse 24, Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Jesus died for us. He gave everything so that we could have everything. We can't earn it, but by grace we can receive it through faith. His sacrifice. Verse 25, Whom God set forth as a propitiation, which means He paid for our sins by His blood, through faith to demonstrate His righteousness. Because in His forbearance, God passed over the sins that were previously committed. By His grace, He passed over those. He didn't bring eternal judgment. He held people by His grace until Jesus could come and open the way. Verse 26, to demonstrate at the present time 
His righteousness. That He might be just and a justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. You see, by believing in Jesus, we are justified. What does it mean to be justified? Think about this. It's like it's just as if I hadn't sinned. Sin keeps us out of heaven and we've all sinned and so we can't make it into heaven. So because Jesus died as our perfect sacrificial lamb, it covers us. His blood covers us and atones for our sins. It justified us. Just as if I hadn't sinned, Jesus covers my blood. So now when Jesus, when God looks upon us, He sees the blood which cleanses us and forgives us and opens us the way to be with God forever in eternity. Jesus fulfilled the law and thus has justified us through His sacrifice as the one and only unspotted or unblemished Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He has risen from the dead and ascended to the right hand of the Father and having sent His Holy Spirit to those who have accepted this sacrifice, His presence now fills every believer in this world. Thus, He is still all around today. In fact, the Bible resolutely declares this about Jesus Christ. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Listen, He has always been around. He is all around right now. And He will always be around for those who are looking for Him. If you're not looking for Him, you won't find it. And you'll make excuses. But if you go out looking for God and thanking God for the blessings that are around you, thanking God for the amazing people that are in your life, thanking God for all the things that you don't know that God's holding back just to bless you each day, you're going to wake up every morning in His new graces. His mercies are new each and every morning. Nancy and I often think of how blessed we are to have been be brought up here a couple of years ago. The things that have happened in our lives, and we've continue to push and to serve and to do these things and, and, and to have this be the reward just to be blessed by this wonderful church and a wonderful place to live in and a wonderful area spreading the love of Jesus. We know that Jesus, we see Jesus in so many things in, in all of you. And I, I, I know that this is just a heartwarming church that loves people. If you look for Jesus, you'll see He is all around. Can you see Jesus? Because He can see you. He loves you with an everlasting love. He calls you to come to the cross to lay down your burdens. He invites you personally to come to Him and accept the sacrifice that He freely made for your sins. Even though you think it's horrible, really bad, God already knows you did it. He still says come. He still says come. You do this, how do you do that? You first acknowledge that, that like every one of us, you have sinned. We have all sinned. But we have to acknowledge it. You repent, which means you turn to God. And you ask Him to forgive you of your sins. And then you thank Him for dying for you personally. And then rising again to give you a new life. Free from guilt. Free from condemnation of your sins. You thank Him for giving you this new life. And He sends the Holy Spirit to live inside of you. To come to you personally and help you live a victorious life as you continue to seek Him with all of your heart and soul and mind and strength. 
The Holy Spirit begins to open the eyes of your understanding to enlighten you so that you indeed can see Jesus all around you. Hebrews 11.6 Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, that He is God. And that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. If you look around through the eyes of faith, through what He's doing in your life, through what you have believed about, through what His Word says, you will indeed see Jesus all around you. Your faith will be your eyes. You will see Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You for the promise that You have been sending Jesus for a long time. We thank that You delivered on that promise for Your Word says that all Your promises are yes and amen. Lord God, I pray right now that You would truly open the eyes of our understanding. That we all could see Jesus in all our situations, in all our events, in all our difficulties, in all our trials, in all the beautiful blessings around us, in the relationships in our lives, and where You have us this time, and even in the things that we don't understand. We pray that we would know Your peace, Your wonderful peace. Jesus, Messiah, in Your precious name we pray. Amen.